Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I'd like to talk with you today about the pastor search process, and I'd like to specifically uh, entitle this podcast, Myths of the Pastor Search Process. Now, as a seminary president, I get called upon from time to time to uh, consult with churches, usually larger churches, but not always, about their pastor search process. And so over the years, as I've met with various committees, I've noticed some patterns uh, of behavior or committee function that are really based on these myths that I want to expose and explore today. The reason this is so vital is because pastor selection is the most important decision that a church will ever make. Uh, In the Bible, there's a very clear pattern, and that is leader, vision, and then accomplishment of what God wants done. And so when a church is looking for a pastor, uh, they're making the most significant decision they can make. They're setting out to choose a leader that will have vision that will lead to accomplishing the things that God wants the church to, to, uh, to get done. And so there's not anything really more significant than pastor search, and that's why it's important that pastor search committees understand how to do their work and to do it well. It's also important because in free church tradition or autonomous church tradition, churches choose their own pastors. Now, most Baptists and most other kinds of church leaders who are going to listen to this podcast are in that free church or that autonomous church tradition. And so there's no one that's going to assign you a pastor or send you a pastor. You're going to have to, by your own process, go out and find the person that you believe should be the leader of your church. And so because of that, uh, this pastor search process can be uh, very difficult and very challenging, especially uh, if one of two uh, extremes or, or one of two perspectives has been evident in the church. First of all, if a church has had a pastor with a very long tenure, Pastor search can be difficult because uh, there's no one in the church that's ever been on a pastor search committee before. I'm working with a church right now uh, that hasn't searched for a pastor in uh, over 24 years. And so because of that, uh, the people on the search committee really have very limited experience with this kind of process because their church has just really ha- never had to do it before in, in most of their uh, time in the church. And at least in one, of, one person's case, I'm not even sure if ever in his lifetime the church has looked for a pastor. Another aspect, though, that makes this difficult is when a church has had short-tenured pastors or maybe a series of those. Uh, This makes it difficult because uh, it may indicate that the search process has not been going well because it's not resulting in candidates that can stay with the church for a prolonged period of time. So pastor search is, is, is extremely important because it's the most important decision a church ever makes because once you uh, choose leader, then you can have vision and then you can lead it to accomplishment of ministry. And pastor church search can be particularly challenging in longer tenured pastoral churches because there's so little experience with the process. It can also be challenging on the other side if the church has a series of short tenured pastors because that may indicate that things aren't being done in the search process all that well. So for all of these reasons, it's important to think about what are some realities that inform a good pastor search What are some best practices? And I'd like to get at that today by talking about five myths of the pastor search process and how we can confront them, overcome them, and replace them with good practices. 
The first myth is this. Most churches can do a pastor search on their own. They don't really need any outside help. Now, while churches may think that, most of the time, as soon as the pastor search committee is selected and they start to look at the task that's been given them, uh, they reach out to someone for some assistance. That's a healthy thing. Pastor search is so vital that it's important to get help from an outside consultant or a person like a director of missions or an associational mission strategist or perhaps a state convention leader. It's important to turn to someone and ask them to give you some counseling, some consulting, some coaching about how to get this process done. Now, don't be intimidated by this. Uh, there's also companies out there that, uh, that do this uh, in a professional capacity, and you can pay for someone to do that, but, but don't think you have to do that. Uh, while that might be advantageous or desirable, particularly in large churches or in particularly challenging situations, most churches, especially most small churches, can get the kind of resourcing they need or the kind of help they need by talking to someone that's in their denominational structure or perhaps someone uh, who works in another church or another ministry setting that has the experience they need to draw on for, that, for, that, for the search training. Now, an outside consultant uh, can be helpful in several ways. First of all, they bring an objective perspective to the process. The people who are members of the church are, of course, emotionally uh, caught up in and intertwined with the process. They have a lot of important relationships in the church and may even have some relationships with some of the candidates. But an outside person has more of an objective perspective. Uh, they really, to put it in a phrase, don't have a dog in that fight. <laughs> they, they, they don't really uh, have to be caught up emotionally in the process. And because of that, they can give a more objective viewpoint. Uh, another thing an outside consult consultant can do is say the hard things. Now, what I mean by this is, uh, an outside consultant can address some issues that may be a little prickly or a little difficult or even a bit controversial in the committee or in the church. Uh, some of these might include uh, things like uh, adequate compensation. Sometimes churches and committees have a completely unrealistic idea about how much it takes to actually employ a new pastor and what that looks like and how much they're going to have to pay and all the issues related to that. An outsider can help speak some reality into that situation. Uh, another thing that uh, another hard thing sometimes relates to doctrinal issues or denominational alignment. I recently consulted with a church where I uh, str strongly encouraged them to choose uh, a pastor that was clearly identified with their denomination. I said, uh, in this particular case, I said, your church has a long history of being a denominational leader, and you can't jeopardize that by making a pastor selection from someone who doesn't share that kind of conviction. Now, other churches may be able to do that, but this church has a unique role of denominational leadership and influence, so that needed to be part of their consideration. And when I said that, uh, there were some on the search committee who, who said, well, I'm not opposed to that, but I, I just never thought about it being that important. But now that you, you, you pointed out to us, I do see why that's a significant issue for us. Another way an outside consult, consultant can help is by helping you to avoid common mistakes. 
just simple mistakes that people make just because they don't know any better. Uh, mistakes about interviewing, mistakes about how to deal with candidates, mistakes about timing of the process, mistakes about how to appropriately report the process to the church. There are certain ways to do these things that have been proven out as best practices over time, and without an experienced consultant or a coach to help you along, you'll, you'll, you're likely to fall into some of those same mistakes. But perhaps the most important thing an outside consultant can do is provide us a search framework or to lay out a search process that can be followed. Uh, when a search committee that's not been trained gets together, they often say, well, uh, we, we should start looking at resumes and we should start praying about it and we should pick someone. Well, that that's part of what needs to happen, but there also needs to be some good process that's brought into the mix so that there's an orderly progression to the steps that leads to the final selection. Uh, without a process or a framework, you, you find yourself careening along like bumper cars, just going from extreme to extreme or from person to person without any real sense of purpose or direction in terms of how you want to go forward. So uh, the first myth, most churches can do a pastor search on their own. And the reality is most, if not all, need an outside consultant or a counselor or a coach. They need an outside voice, an outside voice to give an objective perspective, to say the hard things, to help them avoid common mistakes, and perhaps most importantly, lay out a framework for the pastor search process that gives the committee a sense of moving along in an orderly fashion, progressing from the start to the finish in a way that really is uh, designed to get the job done. All right, let's talk about a second myth. The second myth is this. Pastor search is solely a spiritual process. Now, listen carefully. Pastor search is primarily a spiritual process. Make no mistake about that. But it is not solely a spiritual process. Sometimes pastor search teams have told me, well, we just want to get together and pray and trust God and he'll provide us the right person. And I certainly uh, agree with that. In fact, when I train a pastor search team on how to go about the responsibility, I usually encourage them, especially in the early months, to set aside focused and concentrated time to pray together as a group. That does two things. One, it binds the group together in a deeper unity that can be achieved any other way than by praying together. And second, it invites God into the process early and evidences dependence on him as you're initiating the process and not just as you get to the end and ask him to bless what you've done. So pastor search is primarily a spiritual process, but it is not solely a spiritual process. It is also a human resources process or an HR process. Now, many of you listening to this podcast are, are employed by someone, and you know about the HR policies and procedures in the place where you work, and you know how you like to be treated when you're applying for a job or being considered for a position or uh, being considered for promotion or being supervised in the current role that you have. You know what good HR process or good HR function looks like, what it feels like, and how much you want that in your life, and you get frustrated when your company doesn't provide it for you or your church doesn't provide it for you. Well, remember that a, that, a, that a person who's being considered as a pastor for a church wants the same kind of HR process and professional, thorough uh, HR policy being implemented during the search process itself. Now, a good HR process, first of all, honors the laws 
that are related to such a search process or to a hiring process. Some churches uh, forget this, but uh, most of the laws that relate to hiring and supervision of employees and how people are to be treated uh, that are evident in, in secular culture, they, they apply in a church employment context as well. Now, a church context is certainly unique. It's got some things that are different than the culture, but a lot of things aren't. And so it's important for a pastor search team to have a good sense of the laws that relate to the search process and how they're supposed to treat and deal with candidates. But even beyond the laws, best practices are also uh, must also be implemented and should be evident throughout the search. For example, uh, in an HR process that's well done, everyone is asked for the same information. All the candidates are given the same uh, level of consideration. Uh, at each juncture point, when lists are reduced from, say, 20 to to 10, to 5, to 3, to 1, as you're moving down your, your, and narrowing your choices, everyone in the group each time gets treated the same way. And on and on I could go. Uh, pastor search is primarily a spiritual process, but it is not solely a spiritual process. Prayer is essential. Group prayer, focused prayer, uh, intense prayer, especially early in the process, is vital to a successful pastor, pastor search. But good HR practices and following HR laws are also essential. And that's, again, how a good consultant or counselor can help you because they're aware of these things and can help you avoid some of the pitfalls. Now, a third myth is that prospective pastors will apply for the position. Now, if you're in a very small church you may receive applicants from seminary students or from young graduates who are just starting out in ministry that maybe even haven't, haven't had a first pastoral responsibility yet. But most churches that are already established and uh, have any size at all or any strength of, of ministry at all, for most of those churches, they're not going to receive applicants for their position. They're going to go have to, go have to go out and seek candidates for their position. Now, this is another way that a good outside voice or a good outside consultant can help you. They can help you to know how to go out and solicit candidates, uh, to talk to people in denominational leadership, to talk to pastors of other churches, uh, to talk with people at seminary, leaders at a seminary, to network and describe the profile of your church and the kind of pastor you believe to take you forward in your next season of ministry, and then ask people for 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 pastors who fit that mold that they that that might be willing to move into the ministry that uh, situation or that you're searching for. Now, uh, I, I ran into an interesting situation on this a few months back. I was asked to consult with a church. Their pastor was retiring after almost 30 years. It was a healthy church. It wasn't a huge church, probably 500 normal attendants. Uh, so that's a large church, but certainly not a mega church. Uh, as I said, the pastor had had a long and fruitful ministry and was retiring in a very healthy way. Uh, and so the, the church leadership, uh, excuse me, the, the pastor search, I should say, team asked to meet with me. And when they met with me, one of the things they said was, um, well, we are going to wait for pastors to apply for our position because we think it's unethical to ask the pastor of another church to leave their flock and come be our pastor. Well, I challenged that. I said, well, now, 
you're telling me that you will only consider people who are not currently employed as pastors. And they said, yes, that's, that's what we're telling you. And I said, well, the only people who are not employed as pastors typically are either very, very inexperienced pastors, and you don't need that in a church of 500, or they're troubled pastors who, for some reason, either can't keep or haven't been able to keep a job, and you don't want that person. So I challenged them that that they, they were being unrealistic to think that they weren't going to find their pastor by looking to other churches um, for, for candidates. Now, this is um, difficult for some people to, to, to understand, but it's because they may not have the same perspective that someone like me has that travels a lot and sees a lot of different churches and a lot of different pastors. But pastors are, are in one way a, a little bit like other young men that are growing in their careers, if you want to say it that way. And that is they often go to a place and do a good job and, and, and sort of fulfill what can be done in that role and need a larger challenge or they're prepared for a greater opportunity or perhaps they have leadership gifts that are not being maximized where they are and they're asked to go to a place where those gifts will be more useful to them. It's not a matter of pastors seeking promotion. It's a matter of people like me and others who see young pastors like this, and we push them along and promote them along because we want to see them rise to the highest level of leadership and influence that they can. And so when you think about where pastors are going to come from, it's a myth to believe that you can only consider the pastors who apply for the job, and it's important to recognize that you can take a pastor from another ministry setting, and in fact, that may be the very thing that needs to be done as a young pastor is developing his gifts, he's learning his craft, he's developing more and more skill, he's gaining more and more influence, and yet he reaches a point where in the condition or in the place where he's currently serving, maybe he's done all he can do in that context. That's the person you want to see about moving into a larger opportunity. Well, another myth, number four. The pastor search process can be done quickly. Most normal pastor searches take about 9 to 12 months. Now, sometimes in remarkable circumstances, they can be done faster, maybe in six months. But it's also not unusual for the search to take longer than 12 months. So what is it that takes so long in a pastor search? Well, it takes so long because, first of all, you have a committee of people who have to coordinate their schedules just to even have a meeting. And so it's difficult to have meetings very often, and that means that the work of the committee is going to be prolonged or it's going to be drawn out. A second issue is that it requires time to gather these candidates and to create a candidate pool that you can draw from for the people that you want to interview. As I said, there, there aren't just dozens of resumes of highly competent pastors sitting in files in places where you can easily access them. It's important instead to recognize that it's going to take a while to surface the kind of candidates that you want. Now, sometimes because churches are anxious, they want pastoral leadership soon, uh, search committees are, are eager to be done. They, they've got a lot on their plate. They've got a lot of busy things going on. The reason they got asked to be pastor search committee is because they were perceived as wise, careful, competent, and generally successful people in the church. And so consequently, uh, they have the least amount of time to spend on this, and they want to get it over with. So you've got several factors that contribute to 
making the pastor search a lengthy process. Should that alarm you? And the answer to that is no. It shouldn't alarm you if the pastor search takes six months, or excuse me, uh, nine to 12 months or even longer. Um, the reason that, that, that it shouldn't alarm you is because sometimes, because of how the previous pastor left, or because of the circumstances of the church, or because of the need to move through a transition before you're able to bring on another pastor, sometimes this kind of timing and timetable is really helpful for launching a new pastor without the baggage of some of the past issues or relationships hanging on. Now, another issue about uh, waiting and trusting and waiting for the search to take longer and being satisfied with that is this. It's very important when you're searching for a pastor that you lay out your profile of the kind of pastor you want, and then you wait until you find someone who meets the profile before you hire anyone. Now, listen carefully. You're not trying to hire the best person available. You're trying to hire the person who most approximates what we're looking for in our profile. That's two different things. One of the mistakes I've made in hiring over the years, and I've really worked hard to move away from this, but it's a persistent problem, and that is you get under the gun, you really want to get it, you, you really want to get someone on board, you really need the help, and so you hire the best person available. But wise leaders uh, don't just hire the best person available. They go beyond that and they hire the best person who meets their profile. Those are not always the same thing. So a myth of pastor selection is that it can happen quickly. Frankly, it usually takes 9 to 12 months. It can sometimes take longer because you're not looking for the best person available or someone who just might be quickly available. You're looking for the person who's going to, to meet the profile of what you're really looking for that can serve in your congregation for the long, time, for the long haul. Well, then last, the last myth is, Pastor search processes should be transparent and the whole church should be involved. Well, they should be involved in the sense of praying for the pastor search team. I think they should be involved in the selection of the pastor search team. I think there are some things that churches can do to have a, a buy-in, if you will, to the pastor search process. But it is impractical and really inappropriate to try to inform the whole church about everything the committee is doing or everything the committee knows. If a pastor search committee does its job well, it's going to discover confidential information about its candidates that no one should ever have disclosed. No one. This is hard because church people want to know what's going on, who are we looking at, who are you talking to, how are you interviewing them, what are the, what are the inter, you know what what are you learning? They want a lot of information. But the pastor search has to be done in a private, confidential, trustworthy, and trust-filled environment. Personal information that comes from candidates must be protected. Now think about your own HR situation. When you go into your HR office where you work and you share personal information about your health or your finances or your work schedule, or you go in and you have some information about the company that you disclose that is troublesome or difficult, you, need to, you do that with a full assurance that that information is going to be held strictly confidential. Well, a pastor search committee has to do the very same thing with their candidates. They have to communicate to the candidates that the personal information that's entrusted to them will be protected and that nothing will ever leak. You know, I'm dealing with a situation right now where a pastor, or excuse me, where a, a search committee is facing some withering criticism. 
there was a, a person nominated and uh, a number of people in the church and the community all knew about the nomination and they were excited because everyone kind of felt that this person would be the right choice and the, and the natural choice. What the broader constituent didn't understand, though, was that this person, when contacted by the search committee, for a very important personal reason, withdrew from the process. Now, the search committee can't disclose why this person withdrew. It would be inappropriate to disclose personal information that was the basis for the decision. And so uh, the committee has been under withering criticism from people. I think the chairman showed me something like 30 emails he had received criticizing them for not choosing this person that so many had nominated and so many felt in the organization felt so strongly about. But he knows some private information about why the candidate withdrew that no one else knows. That's tough, but it's what has to be done. Search committees have to be able to say to candidates, if you'll trust us with your private information and you'll tell us the honest truth about questions we ask you, uh, information we seek from you, and about the vision that you have for us in the future, if you'll be honest about those things, we'll be honest with you and we'll hold that information in trust uh, entirely to the committee itself. Now, it's important to remind churches that they choose pastor search committees because those are people they trust. And so in the choosing of these people, they're communicating, we trust you, we want to follow you, we want to, do it, what, we, we want to see you bring the right person before us as a future pastor, and we're going to forego uh, knowing some things, and we're certainly going to forego implementing some things because we're trusting that you are going to make the best decision possible. Well, finding a pastor, it's the most important job a church ever does. Uh, it's important because pastor comes first, then vision, then accomplishment of that to perform the ministry God desires a church to, to fulfill. Uh, it's hard to find pastors sometimes if you've had a long-tenured pastor. Uh, no one in the church really has ever been or is familiar with the process. And if you have a series of short-tenured pastors, it may be that your process is not working all that well in the selections that you're making. So in the context of all of that, let's learn how to do it better by rejecting these myths and using best practices instead. Remember, most churches can do it on their own. That's a myth. Pastor search is solely a spiritual process. Another myth. Prospective pastors will apply for the position? Not likely. Pastor search process can be done quickly? Nope, usually takes 9 to 12 months or sometimes even longer. And the pastoral search processes should be transparent, open, and knowable to the whole church? No way. Pastor search is a confidential HR process, and that's the way it has to be maintained. Well, if your church is looking for a pastor, get some help and ask God to Work through your counselor or consultant or guide to make sure you do the best job possible and then ask him to bring along the right candidate at the right time. And if you're not looking for a pastor right now, file this podcast away and think about it because sooner or later, almost everyone's in a church that's either looking for a pastor or knows a pastor's in transition. This podcast will help you understand how to reject the myths about pastor search as you lead on.